How's everybody doing out there? Hope you are doing well. My name is Andrew Kuhn. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you are having a great day, a great week, or a great start to week whenever this is going up. Thank mm -hmm. you very much for tuning in. Jeffrey Gannon, sitting across from myself. How are you doing over there, across this, this circular table? I'm doing very well, Andrew Kuhn. Are you sick? Because you're, you're, you have a cough drop in your mouth. I'm sure everyone can hear that, yeah. You, are you sick? Well, we everyone wish Jeff uh, Every, happy wishes. If everyone, uh, so if everyone, <laughs> if everyone wants to know, <laughs> I don't have the worst illness ever. Uh, we record more than one episode at, at once. Yeah, we do. That is <laughs> so this is probably one cough drop that you're listening to this whole <laughs> week. Yeah, well, we hope everyone hopes you feel better. We all send you. Okay. Hope you get over your cold. Anyways, we hope everyone's having a good day. Thank you for tuning in. If you do want to get access to our investing content website, where professional and individual investors write about ideas, go to focuscompound.com and be sure to sign up using the podcast promo code, which is podcast. Mm -hmm. And they'll take $10 off the subscription price indefinitely as long as you stay a member. Mm -hmm. Those that listen to us, I'm sure that sounds so redundant because you hear that often. But mm -hmm. we thank everybody for tuning in. So today, we got a question from somebody on Twitter. If you do ever want to um, ask us a question and have it be on the show, feel free to tweet at us. Mine is at Focus Compound, and Jeff's is at Jeff Gannon. That's G-E-O-F-F -F Gannon. And he said, hello, guys. Hello. He said, can you please make a podcast episode about investing in an inflationary slash hyperinflationary environment? Yes, so I thought that was a pretty good topic to talk about okay. because, you know, we're... Fed's trying to hit their inflation objective, and we're not economists over here right. or anything like that. But I think it's a good topic to go over on how it relates to stock and investing in businesses. Sure. So, what would your answer be to that? Um. So this is so most of my biggest answer is you know to try to get people to avoid thinking too much about this because a lot of people do this sort of a top-down thing of thinking first about inflation, then sure. working their way down. It is true that's very important in times when it happens. Um, you can look at the early history of Berkshire Hathaway. looks very impressive, but uh, Buffett at one point compares and says, we'll compare this to a barrel of oil, compare it to an ounce of gold. It's not very impressive at all because it was a time of really high inflation. Sure. So the first thing to know is that stocks in times of high inflation are not going to give you as high a real return as they will in periods where you don't have high inflation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, Why is that uh, for people listening? Okay. So it's because they can't. The average common stock that you have is not going to be able to keep up with giving you as good a return. A, a good example is let's look at um, uh, returns on equity in the period that I was talking about, about uh, early Berkshire Hathaway, so 70s and 80s. Their real returns are poor, okay? Mm -hmm. So th so that's what will end up happening. Now, it won't end up happening for all of the businesses that you own. So it could be that if you own, if you're lucky enough to own Facebook and Google and Netflix and those things in a t time of high inflation, uh, y you may be able to preserve, they may be able to compound in very much close to the real, the same real rate even when inflation is really high. Sure. The reason for that is the companies that will do badly are the ones who have to spend money on real stuff in the future. And the ones who will do well are the ones who already have whatever they need and aren't spending on assets in the future, right? So this is complicated to have people understand, though, because it's like, um, say you have a, a toll bridge, right? If you have a period of high inflation, you have a company that's going around building toll bridges everywhere, that's not going to do nearly as well as a company that's already built the toll bridge, and now it's just going to raise tolls, right, sure. when in, there's inflation, yeah. but isn't going to build the bridge again. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to build the bridge again, right? So they don't have to spend the money yeah. to do it, mm -hmm. but they do get to get higher and higher uh, 
tolls collected over time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what you want, and that's what you know Buffett would say and stuff. So media companies and things like that can do fairly well that way. What would do badly is things that that have you know uh, that are very asset heavy with long lived assets like uh, you know cruise ships and and uh, and railroads and things like that. They, they would have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, regulated utilities could be different because sometimes uh, they're set by. Uh, they have a cap on how much they're allowed to earn sure. and it can be related to interest rates. So if like treasury bonds have a higher yield, they may be allowed to earn a higher return on them, uh-huh. their investment. Yeah. And we're not obviously top down guys at all, but um, you know, there's been a lot of talks of inflation I'd say recently sure. or, you know, and the fed trying to hit their, what is it? 2%. That's their goal. Yeah. Objective goal. And have they, they haven't even been able to hit that. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But um, do you do you think that like is that something that ever worries you or anything or do you ever even factor that at all into your analysis or anything yes, like that? I do factor into my analysis, uh-huh. but differently than I think people might be thinking. So I, I don't have a uh, opinion on whether inflation will be higher or not. But what I do have is an opinion that sometimes you can get protection from inflation for free, mm. and sometimes you have to pay a lot for it. When inflation is high, you often have to pay a lot for it, and when inflation has been low for a long time you often get it for free. And so I would say that most of my um, account is in things that are very well protected for inflation. And that's not because I have an opinion that inflation will be high. Mm -hmm. It's because I thought at the time I was buying them that it wasn't paying anything for that added protection. So like... um So NACA Like long-term contracts or something. Sure, NACA's long-term contracts that are cost plus. Mm -hmm. Um, BWX Technologies is long-term contracts that are cost plus. And frost, um, uh, the higher interest rates, they would earn a higher uh, net interest margin, including higher nominal interest rates. What about um, and a stock that's been written up is cool? Sure. At, um, on the uh, on the focus compounding. Yeah, website. that would be ideal. In uh, fact, if people are wondering so what Timberland. Yeah, it, it, honestly, if people and, and you don't have to, it doesn't have to be that stock, right? Uh-huh. There are other there are REITs that that and, and different ways to invest in Timberland, or you can invest in it yourself. Yeah. It is possible to do. Didn't you say that Timberland has compounded actually at like twelve percent a year, so eight to twelve percent a year over the past? Well, Timberland over years. a very long period of time has yeah. done well. Yeah. Uh, over I don't know about it, over the last thirty years because of the last certainly since the housing crisis has been bad. Uh-huh. But um, but like I was comparing early Berkshire Hathaway, well, it did amazing then eighties and stuff. Timberland sure. did great. I think Timberland's an excellent investment. Yeah. How do I put this? Actually, it's when people have asked, like, um, so should they own bonds? Should they own other things? And, and my general answer is, like, it's okay to own 100% stocks, mm-hmm. okay, which is considered not diversified. But if people had to diversify into something else, I would honestly say Timberland. Is really? The thing to, yeah. Have you always thought that, or was that no, something that you that's learned No, that's something from? I've always thought, but it hasn't yeah. been cheap enough. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's not that easy to invest in, well, it... <laughs> It, it's not as easy to invest in as stocks. Like in an index fund sort of thing, it's yeah. easy to invest in stocks. Sure. In Timberland, not so much because there's certain... Well, if you're going to be in a REIT, I mean, you're going to pay a ton of fees. Certain and, the vehicles yeah. are expensive. Yeah, sure. Right. And then also, so, so like one that I felt they've kind of traded, some of them have traded a premium to what I think the underlying assets would be praised for, mm-hmm. which is not the case with the stock you mentioned. Cool. Uh, when we say that, we mean K-E-W-L. Yeah. It's an over-the-counter stock. Um but the other thing is that there's, so there there's it's kind of an expensive. There's some assets that you lose that way, sort of leakage that way, and um, it, it also they've tended to be at kind of a premium lately. Now I think compared to the market, it's actually attractive now compared to the stock market. Timberland's uh-huh. attractive, but uh, but I think it's a much more attractive investment than gold. 
much yeah. more. I'm not a big fan of gold that way. I think I gold is speculation on inflation and inflation expectations. It's not a good way to preserve your money long term. Have you ever heard that David Einhorn supposedly is like a gold bolt somewhere in New York City or something like that? That might be true. I mean, for I, light. I wrote a few things about it and stuff and how much I thought the whole gold thing. The, the gold thing, like I said, I think it's a speculation on inflation. It plays to the fact that you think other people will buy gold when there's inflation. Sure. So like a greater fool type thing. or Sure. But like if you compare, okay, so why don't you buy a lot of copper? Now, in some ways, it's easier to buy gold. Sure. Okay, so so there's some things with that. Um, but it's not like gold has been amazing. There's amazing um, results uh, in times of inflation, and copper hasn't been, right? Uh-huh. Or why not buy Timberland? And you should buy Timberland, not I don't gold. think a lot of people know about that as uh, an inflation. I mean, you never hear people talk about Timberland. It's always like gold or... Timberland's a better investment, though. No, I know, but I'm saying, though, like, no one talks about it. It's okay. always gold as an inflation just or, you know, whatever. Right. But, I mean, here, here's the thing. Let's say you could pick between... Now, the price of something, if something's very cheap, it could be attractive. Sure. Okay. So, Buffett has bought silver before and, and yeah. whatever. But, in general, if we were to say you have three choices of things that you could buy. You could buy commodities. I mean, you could actually buy the commodity and store it somewhere and somehow they won't charge you for it, whatever. Yeah. You could buy common stocks. Or you could buy bonds. The asset that is inherently the most attractive is common stocks. The problem with bonds is that all you're getting is the interest rate. Sure. The problem with the commodity is it has no yield. All you're getting is the asset itself. Uh Now, if you buy farmland, then you have land that also has a yield crop every year. Sure. And that's what I'm talking about with timberland. Now, if you want to buy farmland, I don't know a lot about farmland. Maybe farmland is in every way as good an investment as, as timberland. But I'm telling you, you can look at some Timberland companies, and some of them are kind of cheap sometimes. Some of them are kind of expensive. And um, I wrote up one that I thought was was kind of cheap and had a catalyst and stuff. Um, and I think it's a, it's a good asset. And the reason I think it's a good asset is because you have a harvest that you can get from it, plus you also have an increase in, in the value of the, the trees over time. In fact, you have an increase in the value of the trees the less you cut it back. Um, so it, it's an asset that in many ways duplicates what you get in common stocks. Sure. It's not as good an investment as common stocks. A good business is much better than Timberland. But Timberland is competitive with a not very good business. So you have a pretty mediocre net net. Over 20 years, that's not going to outperform Timberland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. But a pretty mediocre net net in a lot of market environments can outperform commodities and it can outperform bonds. Right? No, I think that's a great point. You know? Um, so yeah, over, over long periods of time, I think it is attractive. And if you want diversification, let's say, so we talk about diversification sometimes, I think we can have different meanings of what you would want from that. Sure. One risk is what if there's really high inflation? That is a legitimate thing that you might want to diversify away from, right? So you could own certain commodities and things, but I would say if you can get it at a good price, Timberland is a, is a good thing to have in the mix there. Because it will do really well in inflation. And you can look up the returns that it had mm-hmm. in times of high inflation. They were very good. Look at the 70s, the 80s. They were very good. Um, its returns since the housing crisis obviously has not been good. Um, because you've had very low inflation and you've had very low uh, you know, housing starts. So what do you think is would be a good way for somebody that's looking to invest in common stocks to sort of hedge against it or is worried about inflation? Do you think it's finding businesses that have... Like, for example, BWX or NACO, they're sure. sort of protected against inflation well, in an inflationary right. environment. So, so let's use Timberland as the example for that. Yeah. So there's or nothing, Timberland. Yeah. Right. There's nothing magical about it. 
So you can duplicate the traits that it has in a different business. So what are the traits that that, that, that Timberlane has? Um, it has an asset that already exists. Yep. They already own the land that they bought a long time ago. The trees are already there. They're already, you know, there's already been some time where they've grown. Okay, that's what you're buying into now. So if you get it at a reasonable price, it's going to grow more valuable every year in real terms. Mm -hmm. And it's going to produce free cash flow. Yep. You can actually turn some of it into cash each year by cutting it down. And yet doing that won't reduce the value below what it started the year at. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you want to find elsewhere. So how do you find that? Some true cash you could take out of a business. Yeah. yeah. So how do you find that? Okay. You can find it in anything that you know has pricing power in real terms that can match in real terms. And when we talked about like BWX. Their thing is that really the Navy plans long term in real terms. It's not thinking of inflation uh, in, in uh, nominal dollars. So that's one right there. Um, talked about NACO. Their agreements are actually uh, have an automatic inflation um, escalation. Uh, one of their mines, though, would be a money pit in times of uh, inflation because they're responsible for the capex. Mm -hmm. So you want something that doesn't have any capex requirements. That would be bad for inflation if you had to have capex requirements. Sure. So that's part of the thing that's confusing. Another one that I wrote about that I think would be attractive in really high inflation is U.S. Lime. Okay, because mm -hmm. they already have the lime deposits. I don't think there's going to be a lot of new um, lime deposits worked elsewhere in, in the U.S. and stuff. I expect what I said in that article basically is five years from now, I think there's going to be fewer companies in this industry and fewer sites producing lime. Ten years, I think will be even fewer. Fifteen, I think will be fewer. There's not a lot of industries where I can say that. Most, I think, will be the same, or there could be more competitors. If you have that, then each site becomes more valuable. And it becomes more valuable in real terms. And so that's something that's really attractive too. So yeah, so we mentioned a Timberland company. We mentioned a Lime company. Those are two very attractive things that way. But it can also be things like Facebook. Facebook mm -hmm. should do very well in inflation. Even a company like Netflix or... Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Netflix, all of its liabilities are in actual dollars. Sure, yeah. That's one of the nice things about it. Mm -hmm. If they promise that they're going to pay um, you know, Fox for the, for the rights to some movies, well, Fox is only entitled to... The inflation uh, to the to the dollars not adjusted for inflation. Now, next time they do the agreement, you know, whatever. But they they don't have the they don't have to replace real things in the future, right? What does Netflix have to replace using inflation adjusted dollars for? Sure. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But then, what does uh, Burlington Northern? Completely different. Yeah. <laughs> Their liability is actually huge. Yeah. They have to use real dollars to replace all sorts of rail, just miles and miles of track in the future and indefinitely, no matter how high inflation is. So, you know, that's a, that's a big thing that I have to deal yeah. with. So I think that's, I think that's a very great point. We want to thank Greg for tweeting that into us. Okay. That was a very good discussion. And, and again, if anyone does want to ask us a question, feel free to email in info at focus compounding or tweet at both Jeff and myself. And we will, um, we'll tell you if we're going to put it on the show and we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in today to the Focus Compounding Podcast. If you do want to get access to Jeff's weekly memo that we do send out, there's a lot of people on that distribution list, which has been pretty good. Um, feel free to go mm -hmm. to focuscompounding.com and on the homepage, you will see a place to enter in your email and that will be in your inbox every Sunday 
morning. That's a general investing principle. General investment. Did I say something else? No, no. I just oh, mean general, there's some people yeah. know it's something like like we just talked about investing times inflation. Yeah. It could be something like that. Never it's, any stock ideas or anything. No, like it's that, not a stock it's, idea. No, yeah, but it's, it's also not a marketing thing. It's just a just a memo that yeah. that's about some. It's also one page, literally five hundred plus short. words, but fits yeah. on one page. Mm-hmm. And then your your nice cursive takes up a little part <laughs> of it too. Did you write that on the on like your iPad or something or your Surface? That's every time that's signed. That's actually a different signature every time. Is it really? Yeah, I'm not reusing the signature. That's just I thought you copied and pasted nope. it. Nope. If wow. you look carefully, it's a different not carefully. I mean, my signature is quite different every time. So, really? that's yeah, if hilarious. you compared them and they're different, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, really? it's a Surface. Yeah. That's so funny. Everyone use everyone's going to go buy a Surface now. <laughs> Jeff doesn't use any monitors or anything just just the Surface. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you in the next podcast. Take care.